Hi everybody, Megan Thompson here with Megan Thompson Coaching and I wanted to talk about the false safety of anger. Hello and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children? Stop walking on eggshells and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you wanna know the answer, you're in the right place. And so before we get started on this topic, I really wanna help you understand where I hear parents coming from. I'm talking about related to anger and your highly sensitive child on a regular basis. Oftentimes I'll hear from parents, whether that be in the Facebook group or on the calls that I take or in my private practice, talk a lot about their child's expression of anger and their highly sensitive kid and how they're struggling in managing that anger and expressing that anger safely. And so this might mean that your child is having meltdowns or frustrated, getting very angry very quickly. So let's take a look at what this actually looks like for your child. So before we get into how to address it. And so when we think about anger, anger is very powerful. Your child feels capable in those moments when they are frustrated and angry, even if you're not noticing that. And your child in that moment feels actually safe and unsafe at the same time. When we feel angry, we get an an ineffective sense of safety. From that experience. We feel like we are able to solve our own problems through forcing our agenda on other people. And when that happens, what we're doing is getting stuck in our emotional experience. Now, for your highly sensitive kid, when they're experiencing that emotion, that emotion can happen at any and all times and oftentimes frequently throughout the day. So if your kiddo is angry, and they're having meltdowns as a result, they are stuck in that emotion. But that emotion perpetuates. And when we think about that that struggle that your highly sensitive kid is experiencing, that emotion perpetuates and it creates a cycle. And so the first thing that we need to know about anger and why it's false in its sense of safety is that anger is cyclical. And so for you as a parent, if you're stuck identifying that your child is expressing anger with outbursts or irritability or constant irritation or constant criticism of whatever you're trying to do to help them, then you are noticing that your child is experiencing that intense emotion. And when that intense emotion is happening, your child is feeling very powerful. On the flip side, they feel out of control of their behavior that's happening when they are angry. And so this is very confusing for your highly sensitive kid, especially because they notice the emotions of others. Now they might not be able to articulate that or admit to that, but because your kid's highly sensitive, we know they tap into empathy in some way, shape or form in their day-to-day life. And so what's important to be aware of here is that if your child is stuck in a cycle of anger, then 
the frustration that you're also observing in your own ability or, or attempt to stop this cycle of anger is very clearly focusing on the, um, the symptom of what is the real true problem. So let's talk a lot about what this anger is and why anger is so powerful for your highly sensitive kid and what you need to do to get out of it. Now, this is very true for lots of families because parents can get stuck in the trap of anger as well in the anger cycle as well. Even if you're not yelling at your kid and we all know that it's hard to, to not yell at your kid 100% of the time, all of the time. But even if you're not yelling at your kid, it is easy to experience the emotion of anger because it's powerful. Anger is very quick for us to experience. It is a very rapid chemical response in the brain. And society perpetuates the experience of anger quite frequently. And, and, and it's actually quite accepted, especially males in our society, to feel anger. And, and even if, if you're you know, a female or identify as female, it is still at times socially acceptable for you to express frustration and acknowledge and sit and stay in that frustration. And we, we hear um, lots of, of professionals or, or parents of, of their own accord venting and, and focusing on how, how effective or, or how necessary it is to vent about where you're struggling in this moment with your kids. And that lesson or that perception of, of what, what makes anger um, a, or what people perceive anger to, to be helpful is what creates the cycle of anger. Anger is a symptom of shame. And actually, anger is a safety cage for shame. So what I want to help you guys see and understand here is that when your child is experiencing anger, they're experiencing some other deeper emotion. And then on top of that, they're experiencing shame, experiencing shame that they can't have things that they want them they want in that moment, shame that they're not good enough to get what they want, shame that they can't, um, they can't achieve whatever it is that they're trying to achieve shame that their emotions are affecting other people because again your kid's highly sensitive they're expressing or identifying at least empathy and so if you're not clearly addressing the shame and just focusing on the the expression of the meltdown the anger the hitting the kicking the um the throwing the yelling the irritability the the constant um rapid fire criticism of you as a parent then you're not identifying the true cause and you're not addressing the true cause of your child's cyclical anger. And when that happens, you're also probably not identifying your own true cause or your own true source of your anger with your child. And when, when, when that's occurring for you, it's very common that you will stay in that cycle, that that will just continue to perpetuate throughout your child's uh, childhood. Because anger and in, in how powerful it can be can lead to a calming, even a honeymoon ex, uh, effect. And we see this in extreme cases, um, you know, for anyone who's who's working in the mental health field or in the human science field, in, in victims of domestic violence, that there's always a honeymoon phase when someone, um, when someone repairs the situation, they say they're sorry. 
But when we're thinking about the the cycle that you experience as a, a parent of a highly sensitive child, it can also feel like quite a honeymoon when your child comes down from their intense emotion because it's over. There's a release. There's some relief from that anger at that point for your child. And when that happens, it can feel exhausting for you as a parent, but also for your child. And they might need comfort, snuggles, cuddles. Um, they might need the ability to feel loved and, and reassurance in that moment. And what's driving that need is a sense of shame. And so when you help your child by showing love, because we want you to be loving to your child, and um, that's a key, the only way to help your child develop thoroughly is, is to demonstrate and consistently show love. Um, but when the love is demonstrated and when you're expressing love and affection and, and support after an outburst of anger, and you're not clearly identifying and attacking, and what I mean by attacking is not like talking to your kid um, in a way that's saying they're wrong in that moment. Uh, what I mean by that word is is really pointedly and strategically breaking down the roots of shame that your highly sensitive child feels, then you're going to stay on this hamster wheel. And what we know with anyone, when we see, you know, we look from, from outside, the outside view of, of anyone, think of a family member or, um, or, or, or a coworker or uh, a neighbor who's stuck in a pattern of behavior. Um, you know, they, they, they keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Einstein said that's the, the definition of insanity. But what we view is, um, is the person being on a hamster wheel. And so you feel like you're going somewhere because you're running, you're running hard. But when you take a bigger step back, what you notice and what you can observe in yourself when you look at the broad picture and what my job here for you and what I see as my purpose in life, helping this community and helping parents that I work with directly is noticing that if you're focusing on the anger and that safety cage of of the shame rather than really addressing the fact that your child feels ashamed for the majority of their experiences if they don't know how to manage their emotions safely then you're not getting out ahead of it and when that's happening it's likely to continue to foster shame in yourself so we hear lots of parents say I feel like a bad parent or please don't judge me I yelled at my kid or I'm trying really hard but I can't seem to get out ahead of this and underneath that I hear shame I did it wrong again I didn't get it right again There's something missing here that I can't quite figure out and if you as a parent are experiencing that emotion then you have to be certain that your highly sensitive kid is feeling that because they are stuck in the same cycle that you are. When you are the parent, it is your job to be the emotional leader in the household, to be the emotional safety net in the household, to be the love-focused, joy-focused, emotionally wise person in the household. And when you're not able to take that bigger picture look at what's drawing the the, the cycle, what's drawing the... Um, 
you guys back into this this vortex at, at times, then it's very, very difficult to get out of that on your own. And so when we think about addressing that, it's clear that you have to be certain that shame perpetuates ineffective behavior because this is happening on a subconscious level. So when your child melts down and notices their inability to manage their emotions because they're reflecting on it after the fact or they experience consequences after the fact or they uh, they hear from you that they need to try better and that it's okay but they still need to try better um, to do better next time or that they see from a teacher chastise somebody else who just did the same thing um, they take that on as something's wrong with me and so this is why we hear so many highly sensitive kids say you hate me you don't like me i don't like you i hate you or i'm not loved i wish i wasn't alive anymore those words are based in shame and if you don't tap into breaking that down specifically then you won't be able to help your child feel better about themselves so when we think about building self-compassion self-esteem you have to focus on addressing the shame and the way to do that is to very clearly identify that anger is not your main focus. Um, I, focusing on your child's expression of anger and, and the fact that anger is expressed during a meltdown is, is missing the, the cause of the frustration. So when you focus on the shame, what you're able to do is help your child break down that barrier between here's where I want to be as a happy, healthy, emotionally secure child, and here's where I am. And your child is not going to be able to rise to the occasion if you are not able to, to step over your sense of shame, um, of, of feeling like you haven't figured this out yet, and take action in addressing that. So again, there's many different ways for you to do that. I encourage you to watch my masterclass as well as get on the phone with me if you're ready and committed to solve this problem 100%. But I really want you guys to understand that the shame cycle is perpetuated by perceiving anger as the true issue you need to break down. Anger is a symptom. Anger is, a, um, is an aftermath effect of unattended shame and highly sensitive people have a higher propensity to shame and most specifically highly sensitive adults and it's very clear that that's because a lot of highly sensitive adults aren't validated in an effective way that breaks down shame in childhood so um, this is all I have for you today I have a call in a couple of minutes so I have to pop off and set up a time to watch that masterclass, capture how we break down shame, identify that clearly in the five steps of that webinar for you, as well as understand that the clear way to do that is to, to speak with me about what your next steps are. And, and we do that through a phone call. Um, so I, cause I don't know that I can help you until we speak. So thank you and, and have a great day. Thank you for joining me on this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with us at MTC, here's what I want you to do next. 
head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call and book an appointment with our team. We'll get on the phone for about 60 minutes and we'll get you clarity on where you're stuck in parenting your sensitive child or teen, what your goals are for supporting your child's development. And if we can help you, we'll get you started on knowing exactly what to do to eliminate that meltdown cycle. Eliminating the daily meltdown cycle does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped hundreds of clients from all over the world end that cycle in as little as eight weeks. So to see if we can help you do the same, head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call. I'm Megan Thompson, and we look forward to speaking to you soon.